0: All right, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hello, Jake. How's it going? Everyone, that is Jake Vevera, New York-based stand-up comedian. I'm Nathan Timmel, Iowa uh, City-based stand-up comedian. We are recording on Thursday, August 29th, and Jake just commented, he said, sounds like crickets on your end, and uh, Jake is not wrong. We are heading into autumn, and uh, I've got all the windows open and just letting the place air out, and... Nice, uh, crisp end of summer night, and crickets are chirping.
1: Nice, nice. I, uh, I, I am in a basement, so I hear no
0: crickets. All my <laughs> and you're in a city, so that would hurt yeah. the chances of a cricket surviving. All right, so last week we, we uh, talked about, uh, in passing, it wasn't our main topic, but uh, we said it must be nice to be a gangster like Aretha Franklin, who can just have a million dollars worth of paychecks lying around and not cashing them and not caring. Sure. Holy shit, does that not hold a candle to uh, an owner of a football team? Jim Irsay, uh, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Uh, Irsay, probably. Either way, he owns the Colts. Last week we talked about Andrew Luck retiring. And, uh, yeah, w- when you retire, when you leave your job, if you've been handed a bonus like, oh, you've got five years left on your contract, um, you should give us the money back, the Colts just let... I mean, Twenty four point eight million dollars. They said, "Oh, you know, keep it. You're 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 quitting. You're, you know, you're retiring. You're you're not going to be on the team. We're not going to uh, win a Super Bowl with you. But uh, just take twenty four million dollars. That's crazy, man. Oh, well, I mean, it's beyond crazy because part of the reason every article said he's retiring is because he had a shit offensive line that kept getting him t- sacked and he got injured. Maybe take that twenty four million dollars and." Pay some offensive linemen.
1: Fuck that! My favorite running back of all time, Barry Sanders. He needed no offensive line. Those guys—they hired those fucking guys off Craigslist, and that still—that guy still got like a thousand yards a game.
0: That is true, and always with the Lions with you, Barry Sanders. I wonder what he would be like as a player today, because he was—God bless him—he was too loyal to the Lions. Like he could have gone anywhere and possibly gotten a ring and you know, I got hooked up with a with a great team but he he just so loyal if he if he went with a team with even
1: a mediocre offensive line he would have a super bowl ring on every hand and or on every finger and and all 10 toes as well
0: that is probably the case all right so i just wanted to touch on that in passing how much nice it must be to just have 24 million dollars that you can just say ah you know uh call it a golden parachute well, I just wanted to touch on that for one second. So let's move on to other stories. Jake, do you have a preference? What you want to talk about first? Uh, given everything I sent you.
1: Um. No, nah, man. I'm I'm good with any of it.
0: All right. I'm going to choose this one because it falls in line with a joke, uh, a comment you have made on the podcast a thousand times. It's always relevant and it always rings true. It is.
1: I know my jokes are fucking delicious. Anyway.
0: Well, uh, for some reason, of all the different um, governing bodies of the Republican Party, all 50 states, the Alabama Republican Party, the Alabama GOP, has uh, started legislation that calls for uh, Ilhan Omar uh, of Minnesota to resign and so, of course, she fired back that says, uh, Alabama, you guys supported a pedophile for the uh, Senate, so maybe you should shut up. If you were going to attack anyone, you better have sh- make sure your shit is squeaky clean. But if you, in two years ago, if you backed a candidate that is a, we'll use the word alleged so we don't get sued... They they backed uh, Roy Moore, pedophile Roy Moore, and now they're attacking uh, Omar for her statements. Her, they don't like things she has said, so they're saying she should step down. But they don't have a problem with a guy uh, trying to fuck kids in the past. That's that's fine. Uh, so well, and, I, and
1: let's not even talk just senators that that aren't even in. It's not. It's it's not like they they don't have a, a guy leading the party, you know the, the the president who constantly says stuff that pisses people off and you, you know like like really,
0: and who has a history of again these sexual assaults that all seem to go away and disappear overnight. It's like well, like we've said with the uh, Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein where oh you know one person he said she said but when it gets up to like 11 12 30 you know like he said she said she said she said she said she said you know where there's smoke there's sure. fire
1: and I don't know, man. I'm starting to believe the conspiracies that these were all hired by NBC because he tried to buy them in the 90s. I think it is a classic case of he said, 57 of them (laughs) said. It could have gone either way. They did it because he tried to buy NBC 20 years ago.
0: Well, I think you screwed that up just a little. I think it's a classic case of he said and 57 people were paid off to say something different by NBC. That's what you meant is he said and 57 people were bribed to say something different.
1: And NBC, yeah, they really kept that one on the back burner for twenty years. Uh, they, 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 they actively did not air any of these stories for a while. Um, they, you know, the conspiracy that they made against him.
0: But either way, you and I have talked about Omar in the past. She does say and tweet things um, that are questionable. I mean, not on the scale as you mentioned of the president. Sure. Um, but in, in this case, she's dead on. First of all, she talks about you guys just back to pedophile. And she also points out, and rightly so, uh, she's elected by the people of Minnesota, uh, specifically the 5th Congressional District, not the Alabama Republican Party. Yeah, it's
1: fucking ridiculous, man. It, it's not... That, it's sort of a weird spot we're in as a society. It's it's part of, like, the... the I, I know the... When people say cancel culture, they're more talking about the left because the left well screams about stuff more. But yes. uh, you know, in terms of in terms of pettiness, you know what I mean. We're going to go after comics for stuff they said. We're going to go after entertainers and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it, it basically it happens on the right too, where both sides, dip, you know, not just right left, but whether it's a, an entertainer you like or, or whatever. People either have to say, like, okay, this, whatever they did, whatever they said, it's literally as bad as the Holocaust and cannibalism, or it's completely fine and there's nothing wrong with it at all. (laughs) Like, there's no in-between. It's either completely fine or it's the worst fucking thing that's ever been said or done, you know? Like, the the 9-11 comments. Dumb comment, you know? Like, really fucking dumb comment. That being said... It's not what she meant. It's not what she was going for. She just, she said something fucking dumb, you know, like she said something in a poor way, uh, without really thinking about it, you know, it, but it's either, oh, she's, she, she's pro Taliban or she didn't say any fucking thing dumb at all. And you guys are dicks for even bringing it up, you know? So that's what they're doing. Like, of course she shouldn't resign over that. That's fucking ridiculous.
0: Well, not only that, I I agree with everything you just said, Um, but I was spitballing off the top of my head, and I'm glad you said all that because it gave me a time to digest my thoughts. Her comment that she was elected by the people of Minnesota, not the Republican Party of Alabama. Congressional districts, she is elected to represent her district. What do her voters want? And I'm going to go out on a limb. Maybe not a strong one, but I am guessing... That a urban district in Minneapolis is going to want different things than a rural district in Alabama. Call me crazy. I I, I, I I don't want to stand on that, but I mean, hey. But that's the whole point of Congress is people get represented. They vote for who they want to represent them. And yes, she is part of the overall legislative body of America, but that's the whole beauty and joy right. of it, is is that, yes, of course people in Alabama and Mississippi are going to want different things. If the, the the part of freedom is, oh, I don't like my district, I can vote for a different candidate, or I like the people in Alabama more, I can move down there and feel better represented. You know, you can move. You you can you can vote. You can move, but for me to come up, like I, I as as much as it pains me, one of the topics we'll talk about in a second. Maybe we can just segue into it. I am unfortunately a member of a state that has Steve King as a representative, but he's not in my district. I can't. Um, That's true. Why are not they going after backyard. Steve
1: King? He steps on his dick every other fucking week, and it's and it's it's it's, it's, it's
0: pretty bad shit too. It is, and I have to check my recorder to make sure it didn't just shut off because I, I touched a button, and uh... and I'm still going strong. Well, let's let's segue into that. Steve King, um, the other week, I, I didn't send you this article, but I sent you something different. Steve King said the other week, if not for rape and incest, would any of us be here? Meaning that there is so much rape and incest throughout history that rape and incest helped populate the world. Um
1: to a bold stance to be being a candidate who's both pro rape and pro incest. Because here's the thing: a lot of people, a lot of people, um, they may be, you, you know what I mean? They, they're they're rapists. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're straight-up rapists. And they're they're like, finally, a candidate who speaks to me. But then he goes incest. he's like, well, I'm not going to rape my own sister. I'm not an animal, you know? <laughs> and then vice versa. It's like, well, dude, I'll, only if my sister's in the mood, you know? It's a strange little Venn diagram, you know? It's an even more... Now, I'm not saying this is a lot of people. I think it's a bold move going for the pro-rape or the pro-incest crowd. I think you turn a lot of people off with either one of those things. However, um... Yeah, the 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 little that little middle bubble that's pro both, that's like seven fucking guys,
0: you know? That's like seven people. And he has their vote. He can tweet some serious yes. fucked up shit after this. They're gonna stay with him. He's their fucking Jesus. They love that guy. Oh, I did. I, I let's bounce back and forth between Omar and King because I did want to go back to what I originally. I think they
1: should get their own talk show. Anyway, go on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I don't, because then, I mean, our seven listeners would absolutely disappear, because who would not watch uh, the Omar King Hour on CNN or, no, or NBC or Fox? I'm flipping it. King Omar. That's a fucking cool name. Oh, yeah. King Omar. Yeah. Um, when I originally introduced uh, the segment and said, this goes with your joke, uh, I was thinking of her responses, where she said... Uh, that should be her response every single time, which is, hey, you tweeted this thing about 9-11. She goes, yeah, but I also am into fucking adults. Hey, uh, you tweeted this thing about Israel. Yeah, yes. but you know what I'm not into? Fucking kids. That, that that should just be her response straight down the line. Every time they say right. anything to her is, yeah, but uh, you're Alabama and you back a pedophile.
1: I misspoke because I was up all last night begging an adult and I was sleepy. <laughs> what about when you tweeted I I couldn't hear you over me still uh, not fucking kids like your your friend down there sorry
0: exactly that should be the response every single time no matter what they throw at her the response is true what you're saying is true I did tweet that irresponsibly however I did go home that night and have sex with a grown man I did not go to the mall and troll for teenagers that's not what I did Um, who did do that oh that's right your guy but That's back to true. Steve King. So, um, yeah, he said that rape and incest uh, helped populate the world. So, uh, thank you, Jesus, for that. But I, again, my my contempt for the media.
1: No, you got to thank Genghis Khan for that. You got your <laughs> historical figure. I mix those guys up too. But uh, you got to thank Genghis Khan.
0: Well, it's the long hair that does it. Uh, yeah, one one has a, beard. a thin mustache and the other has a beard. Both loved wine. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but here's uh, the thing: He's killing
1: like the Mongolian Jesus. He's on their money, to st- even still today. He is. Yeah, he oh, that's is. awesome.
0: I, I'm pretty sure that when I was in Afghanistan, I have a picture of an old Genghis Khan temple. Um. Yeah. Uh huh. He he rolled through there pretty heavy, man. Yeah. I when when I was there, I I can't remember what base I was at, but they said, "Hey, do you see that uh, lump?" That's pretty fucking cool. Off in the distance, they said that's an old Genghis Khan. I mean, it didn't look like anything because back then, ornate didn't exist. But um,
1: dude, I had a friend of mine um who was in Afghanistan the same time as me, but a a completely different region. Um, I I couldn't even tell you where it was at, but he was saying, you know how like. George W. Bush did the thing where he was like, it's a strong international coalition. And then he would get like 10, 12 troops from, you know what I yes, mean? Just kind of yeah, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of those countries was Mongolia. And there he was on a small fob in Afghanistan with a detachment of Mongol army members. And they apparently didn't have those guys do too much, especially on their own anymore. Um, because he was hearing stories from like previous units where like, the Mongol army would just go out on their own, you know, like, without the U.S. army. And they would come back to the FOB with, like, human heads tied in the front of their fucking Humvees, who <laughs> ho- hopefully were Taliban. Ho- hopefully. And were, were they dead before they behave Could have been. I don't know. They didn't really, you know, have a whole lot of detailed information or driver's licenses with who, you, you know, tied next to the severed heads so he, who these guys were. But, yeah, it was fucking... Wild stories, but they they befriended him and they gave him a Mongolian um, tracksuit that they did PT in.
0: Well, uh, two things: one, uh, the comment you can take Genghis Khan out of the Mongol out of Mongolia, but you can't take. Uh, uh- you could, I, I'm screwing my own idea up you can't remove Genghis yeah, Khan from dude, their the DNA. Things,
1: dog shit i uh, I was starting to like where it was going but uh no you really can't take him out of them you can't take him out of any of us more people are related to Genghis Khan than any other known human on the planet
0: thanks to rape and incest um, yeah
1: so Steve King was right how dare you he's just a big he's a Dan Carlin's hardcore history podcast fan and that's all you meant by that
0: Oh, well, the other if he was I had.
1: quoting if he if Steve King said that and then gave a shout out to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast, I would fucking sign off on that comment. If that's <laughs> if that's what he was talking about, I will sign off on that shit.
0: Um, that is a good podcast. I when when I get deep into it, I really enjoy it. But sometimes he loses it. me, but either way, the other thought I had is you said that uh, they befriended your friend. You know what? If someone is uh showing up at base with human heads on the Humvee that's the those are the guys I am absolutely getting on the good side of oh, yeah. I mean talk about befriending those are the people well, like the, hey to be fair,
1: these weren't the guys when he was there these were like previous units and stuff oh, okay. they kind of they kind of rein that shit in
0: well one would hope after you know as, as time goes on but oh yeah um the one regret I had this thought too uh, regret I have about uh, my time performing over there is I wish I would taken better notes like I talk about things like oh I know I was at this base and they pointed and said that's an. but I wish I had written down oh I was at this base uh, like the only thing I really remember is uh, Kandahar because it was like the big main base sure. but then when you'd get um, in a helicopter and fly out to all the little fobs in the middle of nowhere that, yeah this
1: thing about Afghanistan is it's a bunch of little tiny fobs that are like spread out yeah
0: yeah, so you don't really uh, know where you are. But um, so getting uh, my, my, my biggest pet peeve with the media is I hate the clickbait bullshit. Sure. And uh, the, the headline here was Steve King is broke and has been abandoned by his colleagues as he runs for reelection. So you scroll down, you read the story, and yeah, most Republicans are staying back. A lot of people endorsed him for the last election, but right now everybody's just sort of like, eh, Steve King. Um, the difference is, the problem is, corporations, it says that he's broken has been abandoned, corporations have basically abandoned him but his standing among his constituents is as strong as ever like the people are not turned off by anything he has done and that's sad in many ways I mean he's not getting money from American bankers, at and Crystal Sugars uh, Rain and Hail Insurance however um, where did it go? I lost it, but either way, they they just say that uh, his, his constituents that he still has uh, high support, and they will send him money and vote for him. I mean, yeah, he- it's fucking wild, man. I don't
1: know how that guy keeps staying in with this shit. I mean, it's not like it's not like this is the only crazy thing he said. He it's it's every fucking few months this guy will say something. And uh, <laughs> the news is on Iowa for a few days. He's To be fair, he's the only press Iowa gets. So maybe that's why they like him. They're like, we're, we're in the news. We'll, we'll take it. No press is bad press. Iowa is in the news outside of caucus time.
0: Come, come uh, see where Steve King says crazy shit and uh, buy some souvenirs while you're on the way. See uh, Field of Dreams and Steve King.
1: When he's not in, in in Congress, he's just in there in a freak show tent, and they just have carnival <laughs> park. Come see the crazy man say wacky incest quotes. Oh, Stephen King, the wild congressman from the corn. Ooh, and then and then they pee. people pay five dollars, and they they eat popcorn and cotton candy and listen to Stephen King fucking riff on bath salts. It's
0: ridiculous. And and this is the part where I just I get insulting and. I I know no other way to say it than to be insulting. The, The people there, they are the dumbest fucking farmers there are. And I'm not trying to say farmers in general are dumb, but the people in that corner of the state are the... They believe that when he says something that he's doing it from a place of the Bible or something like that, uh, when did white nationalism become a bad term like yeah, when did it be, when did yeah, it become dude, like
1: i don't I don't like doing the thing where oh, I'm on the left, so I'm just gonna demonize anybody who's conservative or whatever but like come on like how how are you gonna vote for that guy? Vote for a different republican what are you what are you doing?
0: Yeah, and that's why I say these people. I mean, I'm not trying to say all conservatives, because obviously, by the story, um, all of his colleagues have abandoned him. He's not gotten any endorsements, so there are people moving away. But when you live in Iowa and you are in his area, er- I mean, he won reelection by a squeaker last time, but still, it's it's what we've talked about. Uh, it's it's the Doug Jones thing. He is as shitty as Doug Jones, only without the kid fucking. And yet, people are like, well, he's still Roy, better than mean, Democrat. Yeah,
1: yeah, but that's that's the thing is, I, but uh, yeah, and, and I and I get that. Like, I get how partisan people are because that would be like if 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 the if you ran here in New York, and, and I know we like to talk shit about that, but if you ran in New York as a um, let's say, uh, oh, we talked about, about this. We Gillibrand. said there's a
0: Republican challenger to uh, AOC, and you said doesn't have a chance.
1: No, doesn't have a fucking chance. I don't care if the if the Democrats run Kevin fucking Spacey. They will not vote for a Republican here. You know, so it's it's the same way in super blue places, too. Um, what I'm saying is they need to do what they did here with AOC in the primaries. They need to find a right-wing AOC, you know what I mean? Just some lady with, with cut-offs, Daisy Dukes, and, and crazy eyes, you know, and, and just oust... Um, oust him in the primaries on on the Republican side. Hmm.
0: And then, no, oh, that yeah, but then we're stuck with even worse. Or are you saying yeah, that, that
1: I, I said that? I'm like, yeah, it sounds even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> Just a right wing, crazy eyed AOC who's armed to the fucking teeth. Yeah,
0: because that's happened uh, at other places. Like uh, uh, I can't think of any of the names, but I know. Um, when Feingold lost Wisconsin, it was because of some just douchebag. And anyway, but here's the funny thing. Let's segue Right the AOC
1: is uh, flying. She's she's skipping you know meetings at Congress and, and and votes to go fly and shoot cheetahs in the face with Dennis and stuff.
0: Yes, um, but let, let's use this as a segue into the people like uh, Steve King who have been reelected for years, and and Donald Trump who you know says and tweets crazy shit all the time. Uh, another story I sent you, this went viral. A lot of people saw it, over 7 million views on Facebook, um, 76,000 shares. Jean Kramer was running for, she's, she's an elderly woman, she was running for um, a city council seat in Marysville, Michigan, which is north of Detroit just a little bit. And uh, she gave this interview where she is, it's funny because she, her, her answers are crazy, but she doesn't give them in a crazy sense. You watched the video, correct?
1: Which... Sorry, which which one was this?
0: The video I sent you of the candidate in Marysville.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was was confused. I thought she was young Howard Stern. And (laughs) I was like, why is Howard Stern saying this? um, This horrible thing. So he... he, His his co-host is a lovely black woman. Why is Howard Stern so racist? Oh, it's some lady who's running for something.
0: With a horrible wig. Actually, a beautiful wig. But yeah, so... She has dropped out of the race since the time I sent you this. Listeners, you can look up Google uh, Gene Kramer interview WXYZ TV Channel 7 in uh, Michigan, ABC Michigan. What I was saying is her answers are crazy, but she doesn't give them bug-eyed and uh, incoherently. A little incoherent, but she's very plain-spoken. They're asking her questions about, she, she made the comment, she wants to keep Maryville... As white a community as much as possible, and so they ask her about this, and she goes, "Well, you know, I that's just how I feel." And they say, "Well, what about a black couple?" And she goes, it's fucking "Well, hilarious. a black couple moving in would be fine, but a mixed race couple, I, I guess I would have a problem with that." Now, when
1: you, I hear- love that she that like that was the best she could do to kind of like. Um, progressive up her 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 statement like that was her walk back no no i didn't say i have any problem with black people as long as they're not dating white people i just don't like interracial dating like what how is that answer better what are you talking about
0: well the best part about the interview is the interviewer because uh, my favorite part of the interview of course is when uh they say well why do you have a problem with interracial marriage And she just goes well because of the bible and then is not able to uh, cite any source or passage or parable or anything that talks about it. She just says it's in the Bible. But that interview, it's a six-minute interview, and the interviewer just keeps going. Oh, wait, this y- wasn't
1: the Bible. This was Steve King's autobiography. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get that mixed up a lot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my Bible
0: but uh, she just keeps going very plain spoken and, and asking follow-up questions. It's like she took, again, I'm I'm complimenting you a lot tonight, this is the second time, but it's your playbook where you just say, just let them keep talking. You don't yell yeah. at them. The is the yeah. not like, are you stupid? How can you hate black people? There, she's like, well, expand on that. Okay, so you're saying you have a problem. Just, and she just asks simple questions and lets the lady keep talking and digging herself into a crazier and crazier hole. Oh, yeah. And it's fascinating, and she she if you really quote
1: unquote just, don't give her a platform by not interviewing her. Then her people get to just sort of spin shit however they want to spin it.
0: Exactly. Whereas if you That's just, like,
1: oh you misquoted her and, and and this and that.
0: Right. Whereas if you let her talk for six minutes oh, like yeah. they did, I, I sent this to you several days ago, and here we are several days later, and she has dropped out of the race because. It's it's difficult to say, oh, they took it out of context, when you can just say, oh, okay, well, here's the context, here's everything.
1: It's it's like that old saying, if you give them enough bedsheet, um, the government will come in and strangle them like Epstein and make it look like a suicide.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to go with a clan joke. That, uh, that also would have been appropriate. If you give them enough bedsheet, then they will uh, fashion a hood out of it.
1: Now, they got polo shirts now, tiki torches. That is true.
0: They do, they do. Um, All right, we're covering a lot of uh, racist ground. What else did I send you? There's the Omar article. Oh, this was, I thought, an interesting, I don't want to say bait and switch, but uh, not what I expected. The headline I sent was, California man exonerated in stabbing death after 28 years in prison. So you think? Well, that's uh, that's good for him. It's fucked up that he spent that much time in prison, but I'm glad he was finally you know found innocent. Sure. But then you read the story, and uh, he was suspected of killing a guy who sexually molested a child. And I'm like, doesn't you should you just get an automatic get a jail free card for that? Well, look, I get that
1: vigilante justice can't be done. It's still illegal to kill somebody who's a child molester. I'm just saying. Whereas, like, if you kill. Um, a guy who fucks grown-ups, you should probably go to jail for the rest of your life or close to it. If you if you admit to it, like, if you say, my bad, you're right, I killed the child molester, then you plea bargain it down to a $50 fine.
0: You know? $50 right.
1: fine. We're good.
0: Well, and not only that, but they said he was innocent, so, I mean, he didn't just say, yeah, you got me, I killed a child molester. You'd think... Is some Who's on that jury? Because if I'm on a jury and he says, look, I, I I didn't kill the child molester. I wanted to because he was a child molester, but that's not who I am. I go, all right, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but he says he's innocent. It's not like he's out there killing people left and right. He just kills child molester. You know, like, not guilty. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just going to what what jury sits down and weighs the evidence and says well he says he's innocent but that poor child molester is now dead and someone has to pay so i'm i'm just going to say guilty who does yeah that? this man's whole
1: life is just he's like a living johnny cash song man it's fucking weird they convicted larry for killing the one child molester that larry never stabbed like it's it's fucking it's it's, it's rough man
0: it is well, um that's all the stories I sent you, I think. Do you have anything that uh, was going on? We could bang this out as one of our shortest podcasts ever or if you got something.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, man. I Okay, so I've been watching this show Black Sales. You ever seen it?
0: I've heard of it, but I've not seen it.
1: It's good, man. Um, It was on Stars originally, I think, but they realized only seven people had uh, subscriptions to Stars, so they were like, "Let's let's push this on streaming stuff" because it's 2019. Um, It's on Hulu now. I'm watching it. Uh, Good show. I'm about halfway through the first season though, and it's starting to bug me because they're doing a thing again. Where they they always make the pirates be the good guys, and it drives me fucking bananas, man. Like I okay, fine for Disney. I get it. It's for kids. You can't have Johnny Depp raping people and cutting their heads off. You know, like I I, I get it. You're not going to sell a lot of Halloween costumes that way. Like I, I fair right. I'm just saying this one's for grown-ups so I was like I'm finally going to get to see an evil pirate movie and they they are they seem that way, and then they're kinda not. They're starting to make them the good guys. And I'm telling you, by halfway through season two, I know it's just gonna turn into the The only thing I love more than terror on the high seas is digging wells in Africa for children in need. We call <laughs> all our crew members by their proper pronouns, Yor. Like I don't want woke pirates. This is the Isis of the Sea. What the fuck are you doing here? Stop it.
0: It um oh fuck, I had a thought then I lost it. God damn it. But I'm, I'm damn. sure it
1: was I'm sure, I'm sure it was good, man. That's yeah, probably was as incoherent
0: thought? as my. Uh, you can take the Genghis Khan out of the country, but you can't take it out of the DNA. Something yeah, all like right. Good point. We don't bad. need
1: another one of those. You're right. We're, we're, good, <laughs> we're good without that. But and dude, and I'm not even saying that like it can never be compelling to sort of have um, good guy pirates, quote unquote, and sort of Robin Hoody type of pirate. Like, look, my favorite vampire movie ever. Interview with the Vampire. I loved it with the emo vampire, the guy who's like, I know I'm a blood sucking creature of the night, but. I I'm trying to go vegan, okay. Every time you suck a guy's blood, it's like seven microaggressions co- aggressions combined. You know, it was like it was fucking great. I loved it. The sad vampire who's like self-loathing, but even then, you had Tom Cruise going, "Ah, you're a pussy snowflake," Ha-ha! you know. And then he would just eat people. It was great. But like, I I'm not saying you can't have the occasional one like that. I'm just I'm just saying I want to see the evil. Uh, you, you know. B- the the ms 13 with, with with sailboats like i want to see them be evil because i i think it'll be a better movie for one thing and then also like they never are they're always the fucking good guys like are we gonna have movies about isis in 100 years where they're only beheading dentists that shoot lions you know like the only <laughs> journalist they kill is rupert murdoch that's that's it they just be, oh, what's your son for Christmas? He's a crip and he's adorable. I got him a little do-rag and a gun and a fake bag of crack. Who's mommy's little crack dealing mofo?
0: I'm, I'm going to go sideways with everything you said since I'm not familiar with the show, but uh, I remember Interview with the Vampire and uh, I also quite enjoyed it. And... Uh, it ruined
1: vampire movies for it It, it was my dude every fucking vampire movie i watch now i'm like there's two kinds of vampire movies interview with the vampire movie and every other fucking vampire movie
0: i can't think of other vampire movies i mean there's kiss of a vamp with a, a kiss of the vampire with Nicolas cage kiss kiss something like that um
1: oh yeah yeah that was that. I actually did kind of like that one
0: what what other (laughs) uh, vampire movies are there lately
1: oh shit oh the whole Twilight series man oh yeah Um, I guess I didn't think of that made a bunch of those there's like Dracula stuff there's uh, a blade Wesley Snipes blade it's kind of a compelling one where he's like half vampire half human it's a cool little spin on it uh, True Blood was dog shit. And if anybody... I will fight any of the listeners on this. Fucking email and I, I don't give a shit. I will go back and forth with you on this. I loved True Blood for like the first half of the first season. And then... You know what Fucking, you know what it seemed like? It seemed like they, they wrote a really good half to a first season. Pitched it to a network... Got the money and then just fucking partied and did blow and got hookers for the next six months and then sobered up and realized like oh my god we got to finish this half of the season before tomorrow we're gonna start shoot hey just throw in a werewolf yeah yeah I know the show is about vampires so it's got werewolves now and um and uh, uh, pixies and and fairies and shapeshifters and all okay. it's like what, what are you doing they, they just randomly throw in monsters and it's like what, are you guys that Fucking bored with his plot. Are, are you that starved? They're vampires. They, they they eat people. They suck their blood, and they they kind of look human. Like you can you can fucking write a show about that. Just stop throwing in extra monsters. If fucking I I could I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. They, I I didn't like them throwing in too many goddamn monsters.
0: Well, you you saw the good first half of the season because I had heard so much about uh, True Blood before finally giving a shot and. Like an asshole, I didn't, you know, start from season one. I'm just like, oh, it's coming on HBO. Let's let's sample it. And if I like it, I'll go back and get caught up. I couldn't watch 10 minutes. It seemed like a soap opera with vampires in it. The, I don't yeah. know what season I saw, but I just, I, it was so shitty, over-the-top bad that I just, I, I'm like, why is this popular? And then I found out that it wasn't by the time I had finally watched it where everybody, like you said, it was out of the gate good and then fell off a cliff, but sort of out of inertia got to keep going.
1: Yeah, and they sort of had this weird sort of underlying side plot that kind of fucking ran amok. Like it was cool at first, where it was it was society like knew about vampires, and and it was just sort of like a thing that was going on. But then by the end of season one, it turned into like they had like this woke vampire thing where it was like, hey, listen, just because they're blood sucking creatures of the night doesn't mean they're not people too. And it's like, what do you? What? Are, what are you racist against vampires? Yeah, kinda. They eat people. Sorry, not trying to be a dick, but like, and it was it was this weird thing that just fucking it. Like they went too over the top with it, and it's like I sort of like that they have their presence known to a point, but like people are kind of going to be dicks about you know drinking human blood. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna be happy.
0: No, but I, w- I want to go uh, back a ways to something you said, because it sparked a thought in my mind. You said that the first half of season one was good, but then it, it, it went nowhere after that. That made me think of the first season of 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. Did you watch that show? I No, I heard good things about it, though. Well, it's almost the exact way. It's almost like they signed or wrote... Twelve episodes, thinking, "Oh, they'll never let us do a full season." So the first twelve episodes, or maybe the first six episodes—I'm not sure—because it's twenty-four, so probably be twelve. There, there, sure. There are a chunk of them that are fantastic. I mean, they're really good. And like flicking a switch, the second half of the season turns to shit. And then from there, it was hit and miss. Like I watched several seasons. It's one of those things kind of like said, inertia, where the first few episodes were so good that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll give it another chance, and yet it got stupider and stupider where every season had to have someone um, leave their, uh, their, their pass, their card somewhere. Hey, where's my uh, security clearance card? I don't know. And it's in the hands of a terrorist. You know, they left it yeah. or they got drunk at a bar or somehow. It just was so repetitive and redundant, like the same shit's happening over and over, and it just became bad, but that first season really was a, a split between compelling and just now we have to fill 12 more episodes what do we do fuck i have no idea rushed it, it that's what you made me think of
1: yeah yeah that and you you know it tends to happen with a lot of like drama series and especially like suspense stuff you know um, weeds in californication on showtime did this where it It'll be good for a while, but then what they do is they're like, okay, this show is compelling because what you're doing is you're putting these people in situations that are uncomfortable and suspenseful. I know where you're
0: going, and so then every episode... Right? Go, go ahead. What Every episode has to have something that just gets crazier crazier, more and more uncomfortable. They, yes. Can't, yes. they can't be and, real and so people what they start anymore. Doing, yes, they
1: start doing a thing where they're like, let's, let's make this season, it's going to be even crazier, you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah, but now it's a fucking cartoon at this point, you know? Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's too over the top.
0: Well, it's like Rescue Me on FX. Um, the first two seasons, it was a Dennis Leary show. He was a fireman. Yeah. I never that? saw
1: it, but I, I heard I heard good things, yeah.
0: Oh, my God, dude. The first two seasons are absolutely worth watching. They are just so good. And I'm going to go out on right. a limb and say I liked the third season, too. But by the end, like the first season, without, without giving anything away, the first, I think, two seasons have such cliffhanger endings where you're like, okay, I want to watch the next episode. Wait, shit, I have to wait six months because that's the end of the season. Fuck, you know, you get so wrapped up. But... You tried to be backdraft, Rescue Me, and you, sir, are no backdraft. (laughs) Well, what happened was, after they did that twice, they had to come up with crazier and crazier cliffhangers, and it just became outrageous. And then, and I will tell you this, um, because this, it's not a a spoiler alert, but he was having marital marital difficulties, and he started having an affair, and... Okay, you're like, this is compelling for season one. The hose
1: is broken. This whole apartment complex is going to burn to the ground unless you piss the fire out. Put the fire out with your cock.
0: Right. Um, But what I'm saying is this, this dynamic between him and his wife and his lover is still going on in season six and seven, and you're like, oh my God, you've had six years yeah. to write a different storyline. Can you just move on from this? Either right, right. they're together or they're not. But this constant, it's not drama anymore because the first season is compelling because, and the second season is compelling because you're wondering what's going on. It's, it's the same thing with Cheers. Shelley Long leaving sure. Cheers saved that show because I binge watched it, binge-watched it a little while ago and the first couple seasons are great, but by season four, when they're breaking up and getting back together, Sam and Diane are breaking up and getting back together, it's, it's yeah. just done. You're just bored with, like, It's too okay.
1: unbelievable. Yeah, there was, like, the, the tensions. in Californication. Yeah, it's like, she would have been gone fucking... Uh, so many affairs ago. Like, what do you do? She's a good-looking doctor who's like, she's smart, she's attractive, she's funny, she's successful. Like, she like she she rolled a ten in every category. She's not going to put up with drunken David DeCuffney, fucking you know, twenty-two year olds every other episode. She's she's gone. She's not putting up with this guy anymore.
0: I mean, Taya Leone didn't uh, put up with David Duchovny, uh watching porn and jerking off and possibly cheating. I don't know if there was ever any ag- allegations of cheating, but I know that he was the he was the poster boy. He was the first one that said I am addicted to porn and I need help. And then they tried to work it out, and but ended up getting divorced. But yeah, really? she she didn't wow. stick around for that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, real life real life David DeCuffney can't even get away with it and he's successful. <laughs> the guy in the fucking movie, it's 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 an unsuccessful of David DeCuffney. It, it, it's an unsuccessful version of David DeCuffney who's a washed up writer in an era where no one reads anymore, you know? So it's not coming back around okay it's going it's going to podcasts it's people are going to be listening to me and me and you you know like they're not going back to this fucking shit and so he's not going to get more money he's not going to get more successful he's not sobering up or keeping his dick in his pants she's gone. it's a shitty version of david DeCuffney, and this lady's putting up with it when real david DeCuffney's wife won't do it
0: it's <laughs> a good, good point um since we're going down this path, I I, I want to bring this one up too. Um, Nip Tuck, the show about plastic oh same surgery. fucking
1: thing. It was ridiculous after about four or five seasons.
0: Oh no, it was ridiculous. Third season on the first two yeah. seasons were right. just great. The third season is where okay, so the first season was really compelling. The second season, I think they had the Carver, the serial not serial killer, but he was yeah yeah models. I remember that one yeah. And then the third season, it turned out to be this. And I'm not making anything was that the up. The porn here. one.
1: What's that? Was it the porn one where they're doing porn?
0: No, the third one is where they actually f- they spend the entire season trying to catch the Carver, and they bring in oh, another. That's right. se- and it's this. I can't remember if the 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 female. It's a the, so I'm gonna spoiler alerts. I'm telling you everything, even though I can't remember it. Wait, you're not going to
1: spoil season three of Nip Tuck, a show that's been canceled for (laughs) 12 fucking years,
0: are you? I am. So there's a brother-sister, and I can't remember if the sister is transgender, like that was born a boy and became a woman. Yeah, yeah. But I know the boy was born without a dick. Um, because when they say, when they finally figure out that it was the guy that was the killer and the cop, his sister, was covering for him, they're like, wait a second, you were raping them. And it's like, aha, I was using a strap on because I was born without a dick. And there was the old a strap
1: on switcheroo. Yes. Yep, I remember and there that. was
0: a scene where they were at a, a sorority party and, um, he, he, he was getting a blowjob or something like that. He said, I saw you getting a blowjob. And he's like, ah, I just paid that girl to bob her head and pretend she was giving me a blowjob because I don't have a dick. It was so absurd. The, the first two seasons were so good.
1: Bobbin and weaving, bobbin and weaving.
0: Yes. Oh my God, that show is a letdown. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, because they did the same thing with that, the, the same drama thing where it's like, we're going to make it even more over the top, you know, even crazier and put them in even wilder predicaments. And it's like, yeah, but now it's, it's not a serious movie anymore. I can't take it. You're a serious show. I, I can't take it serious anymore.
0: And it's the same thing with uh, I said about Rescue Me, where I think you're right. I think the the one of the actresses was a porn actress that ended up with the uh, I think the character's name was Christian in the show, or maybe that's the actor's name. I don't remember. But so they had a tumultuous. Relationship in the first season and it was very compelling, but then by season six when they are in the same tumultuous relationship, you're just like, oh, write one of them yeah. out of the fucking show. It's it's not compelling anymore. Although do one thing drama
1: that happened in Nip Tuck in one of the like right before I quit watching, um, where. <laughs> And it was it was just funny. Like, it's supposed to be serious, but it's just it's almost like slapstick. It's it's like a B movie, like a trauma movie or something, you know? They're fucking on the roof, and he fucks her off the side of the roof and she dies. <laughs> you remember that?
0: I don't part? think I remember that. I might have oh, was stopped hilarious. watching by then.
1: It was, dude, I was laughing my fucking ass off. I laughed harder at that. That I have at probably ninety nine percent of like even really good like comedy movies, really good stand up specials that I like. You know, like I would and like people that are trying to be and they funny it and up these the guys serious.
0: They try to be yeah,
1: like, Oh my goodness! Oh my just- god! He fucked her off the side of a nineteen story building. Hey, hey, it just she's falling to her death and screaming and it's just so over the top by this point because it's not the only over the top thing that has happened you know it's been it's a, a bunch of shit by that point but he fucked her off the side of a building and that's how she died and it was it was so goddamn funny but they're not trying they're trying to be oh my god he fucked her off a building Dun dun dun. You know, like no, it's it's not dun 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 anymore. That's gone. This show's ridiculous.
0: I need to look that up. I wonder if there's a clip online.
1: There's gotta be. There's fucking gotta. I want to look it up on YouTube just to read the comments, man, because that's it's gotta be.
0: Well. Um one final thought that I had that I started down the path of and then we got sidetracked, beautifully sidetracked, just talking about TV. I want to go all the way back to Interview with the Vampire, because I, I I am not ashamed of what I'm about to say. I love Tom Cruise. I think he is such a good oh, actor. Oh, yeah, man.
1: I, I love him in movies. I, yeah, like, he, 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 gets he shipped was so for Scientology,
0: good. But he's, yeah. he's a great actor, and when Interview with the Vampire was uh, announced, like there was backlash. Like, Tom Cruise could never be that vampire. Until the author herself saw the movie and said, "Actually, he did a pretty good fucking job." And that oh, dude, he was was great yeah. all the time. He did it for Jack Reacher. They said Jack Reacher is supposed to be six foot four, three hundred pounds of muscle. Jack Reacher is a great movie. It's a I shit haven't sequel. Seen it. Oh, don't watch the sequel, but the first one, Jack Reacher, right. it's really fucking good.
1: Well, and, and yeah, like the Mission Impossible, yeah, that got overplayed. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of like the newer. Uh, action movie series, like I'm not into, but he, there's so many movies where he's like playing dramatic roles. He's fucking great in. He was so goddamn good in the interview with the vampire. I, I'm just like, dude, I don't I, let him go look for aliens in his off time. What do you give a fuck, you know?
0: Exactly. Did you see American?
1: Scientology made? as an organization are dicks. I'm not saying they're not, but. That being said, if we're going to go after actors and actresses for the religion, Scientologists also didn't fuck a thousand kids in Pennsylvania and cover it up. So I'm just, there's other bad ones too.
0: And that is exactly, I got into a fight online, I got into an argument with someone. my goodness, I can't remember what started it, but they made some comment like, I would never watch a Tom Cruise movie because he's a Scientologist. And I'm like, you can't watch any movie then because right. Hollywood is full of Christians and Catholics and Jewish people and every single religion under the sun has shit in its history. Yes. I mean, like Scientologists
1: said, also will not stone women for showing too much uh, cheekbone in certain places. So I'm j- there's other shitty religions out there.
0: There are. So my parting shot to uh, you, Jake, and the listeners is the first Jack Reacher. Not the sequel, not Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. That was a piece of shit. And it, it, they changed directors, which really hurt. And not only did they change directors, uh, the source material was bad. I remember watching yeah, it. Jack told-
1: Reacher, Never Go Back. The one after that was uh, Jack Reacher, I told you you shouldn't have gone back. Um, <laughs> it was a beginning, a middle end. That was the movie.
0: B- uh, it- moving on. Never go back was basically the author was like, "Hey, I'm going to watch Lethal Weapon and do the same thing." Oh, a bunch of military guys. That's what they.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's the same thing, kind of with the drama series, where like not only do they got to go over the top, but like with a drama or an action movie, or a lot of them. You know, maybe it's a little easier to do with the action movies because you can just kind of do the Lethal Weapon thing. But um, it that it's a story; it has a beginning. A middle and end, and everybody's so all about sequels in in Hollywood now because they're like, oh, people go to see this, and, and we should make our money back. They're like, hey, that thing made money. Will you make it, um another one? Oh, you mean make another one of this story that had already a beginning, a middle, and what an end? And some of the characters may not even be alive anymore. No, no, no. How much money? Sure, it. no,
0: no, no. Um, because Jack Reacher was a series of books first, so. Oh, was it? Yeah, it that it it's it's had source material but I'm saying that book itself and that movie the, the author watched Lethal Weapon and said, "Ooh, uh in Lethal Weapon a bunch of military guys uh from Vietnam were bringing heroin back." Well, now we have military in Afghanistan. What if they start bringing opium back? You know, like it's the same fucking thing. And yeah. I figured it out. I'm like, well, it's going to be them because. And, and when the big reveal happened at the end, I'm like, yeah, it's lethal weapon. It's guys in the military that you know, special forces, whatever. It was, it was right. Yeah, he just stole that. But uh, so yeah, the first Jack Reacher. Absolutely recommend it. Uh, I also recommend that people that like our podcast share us with your friends, say nice things about us online, write good reviews for us. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. See how I segued into that? Jake, Yep. yep. Nice. good talking to you about television. We didn't have the you best too. news stories, but man, we just went off on a tangent, and eh. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, I will talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: I'm going to go watch that fucking roof scene. I'm, 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 I'm going to watch Christian fuck that lady off a roof now. Later.